Approximately 40 years ago, my sheikh recounted the following series of events to me and several other individuals who were present at the time. It is an account concerning someone who is, without question, an authentic spiritual guide. The anniversary of Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, was approaching. The sheikh, about whom my guide spoke, wanted to have a sama, that is, music session, as part of the observance, and consequently sent an invitation to a certain woman who lived in the area and was a highly regarded singer. The woman responded to the invitation by indicating that she wanted her payment to be given prior to her participation in the commemoration. She was informed by the sheikh that the adab or etiquette for such an event was organized in a certain manner. For instance, the established tradition was that donations would spontaneously be laid before the sheikh by different people attending the festivities during the performance of music in or singing. In addition, at the end of the festivities, the woman would receive remuneration for her participation. The woman insisted on being paid ahead of the commemoration and indicated that without such a payment, she would not participate in the festivities. The sheikh told her to begin to keep track of her medical bills. The woman became sick and her condition worsened with each passing day. She went to the sheikh and asked if something could be done to bring her condition back to health, and the sheikh indicated that the arrow had already been cast, and therefore nothing could change what had transpired. Sometime later, the woman passed away. Her death might be understood as an expression of either divine qualities of Jalali or Jamali or some combination of the two. For instance, Jalali qualities such as rigor, accountability, power, discipline, justice, and the like might have been operative in the foregoing set of circumstances as a result of the woman's unreasonable and arrogant actions, not only in conjunction with the general etiquette of such a Samar session, as well as in relation to the sheikh presiding over the festivities, but perhaps even more importantly, her breach of etiquette ultimately was directed against a high spiritual personality who is among the alia or near ones to God, namely Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, someone for whom the sheikh, who was presiding over the festivities, had a deep love. Alternatively, some individuals might wish to maintain, in what could seem to give expression to a counterintuitive perspective, that the foregoing set of circumstances constitutes an example of the presence of qualities such as compassion, love, forgiveness, and the like. More specifically, although the woman had shown little regard for the adab or etiquette of such spiritual observances, and moreover, although she had been disrespectful towards the sheikh, his invitation, as well as towards the person of Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, nonetheless, conceivably, her life might have been taken as expiation for breaches of adab she was committing in this world, so that she would not be held responsible in the world to come for the acts she had committed during her earthly life. Maybe there was some combination of Jalali and Jamali qualities involved in her death. On the other hand, perhaps there were dimensions of the affair to which we are not privy, and as a result, 
we have no insight, knowledge, or understanding concerning why what happened to that woman took place. For those who might have lost patience with the foregoing account, the following ayats or verses from the Quran might be of assistance. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. Then found they one of our slaves unto whom we had given mercy from us and had taught him knowledge from our presence. Moses said unto him, May I follow thee to the end that thou mayst teach me right conduct of that which thou hast been taught? He said, Lo, thou canst not bear with me. How canst thou bear with that, whereof thou canst not compass any knowledge? He said, Allah willing, thou shalt find me patient, and I shall not in aught gainsay thee. He said, Well, if thou go with me, ask me not concerning aught, till I myself mention of it unto thee. <laughs> إذا ركبا في السفينة خرقها قال أخرقتها لتغرق أهلها لقد جئت شيئا إمرا قال ألم أقل إنك لن تستطيع معي صبرا قال لا تآخذني بما نسيت ولا ترهقني من أمري عسرا فانطلقا حتى إذا لقيا غلاما فقتله قال أقتلت نفسا زكية بغير نفس So the twain set out till when they were in the ship, he made a hole therein. Moses said, Hast thou made a hole therein to drown the folk thereof? Thou verily hast done a dreadful thing. He said, Did I not tell thee thou couldst not bear with me? Moses said, Be not wroth with me that I forgot, and be not hard upon me for my fault. 
So the twain journeyed on till when they met a lad, he slew him. Moses said, What, hast thou slain an innocent soul who hath slain no man? Verily thou hast done a horrid thing. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. قال ألم أقل لك إنك لن تستطيع معي صبرا قال إن سألتك عن شيء بعدها فلا تصاحبني he said did i not tell thee that thou couldst not bear with me moses said If I ask thee after this concerning aught, keep not company with me. Thou hast received an excuse from me. So they twain journeyed on till when they came unto the folk of a certain township. They asked its folk for food, but they refused to make them guests. And they found therein a wall upon the point of falling into ruin, and he repaired it. Moses said, If thou hadst wished, thou couldst have taken payment for it. قال هذا فراق بيني وبينك سأنبئك بتأويل ما لم تستطع عليه صبرا أما السفينة فكانت لمساكين يعملون في البحر فأردت أن أعيبها فأردت أن أعيبها وكان وراءهم ملك وكان وراءهم ملك يأخذ كل سفينة غصبا وأما الغلام فكان أبواه مؤمنين فخشينا أن يرهقهما أن يرهقهما طغيانا وكفرا فأردنا أن يبدلهما ربهما خيرا He said, This is the parting between thee and me. I will announce unto thee the interpretation of that thou couldst not bear with patience. As for the ship, it belonged to poor people working on the river, and I wished to mire it, for there was a king behind them who was taking every ship by force. 
And as for the lad, his parents were believers, and we feared lest he should oppress them by rebellion and disbelief. And we intended that their Lord should change him for them, for one better in purity and nearer to mercy. <laughs> وكان تحته كنز لهما وكان أبوهما صالحا فأراد ربك أن يبلغا أشدهما ويستخرجا كنزهما رحمة من ربك وما فعلته عن أمري And as for the wall, it belonged to two orphan boys in the city, and there was beneath it a treasure belonging to them, and their father had been righteous, and thy Lord intended that they should come to their full strength and should bring forth their treasure as a mercy from their Lord. And I did it not upon my own command. Such is the interpretation of that wherewith thou couldst not bear. Just as the individual who is described in the foregoing Quranic passages as being one who had been given knowledge by God did not act of his own accord, one can be certain that the Sheikh about whom my spiritual guide told me did not act of his own accord either. Moreover, one might do well to take the following caveats into consideration and ponder them in conjunction with all that has been said previously in this posting. Namely, one, I have had personal experiences with a spiritual charlatan, that is, a false sheikh, who often tried to create the impression in the minds and hearts of those who came into contact with him that he was a vehicle for manifesting Jamali and Jalali qualities of divinity, but who in reality merely manifested his own darkness and sought to induce others to interpret that darkness as something other than it was. And no, the identity of this spiritual charlatan is not a reference to the person who related the foregoing account, but instead alludes to another individual altogether. Two. During the end times, there will be one who will appear to do wonders, but who actually only will be giving expression to occult powers that are devoid of anything of spiritual value, such as the capacity to assist a person to realize his, her, or their essential fitra, or spiritual potential. The joyous possibilities associated with the Sufi path are real. The dangers associated with that path are also very real. It is not a children's game or merely an imaginative fantasy.